0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. My name is Loren Gailey, and today... We are going to be talking about angels, divine messengers that are the unseen in the all that is. We're going to explore today how we can tap into some incredible power and possibilities that are well beyond this physical plane. My guests today speak with angels. They've met angels, archangels, star beings, and entities from different planets, planes, dimensions, and realities, and they've healed with angels, they've healed themselves and others, and today they're going to share their story with us and talk about how to gain access to new levels of consciousness. Richard and Denise Tumanello are co-authors of their newly released book, Talking with Angels, an incredible story of Richard's own conscious awakening and his travels through the ethers. Now, Rich is a retired firefighter who had an interest in out-of-body travel and remote viewing in the early 90s, and he experienced a major shift in his life about five years ago when he attended the Gateway Program at the Monroe Institute. From there, he learned how to travel the dimensions or to specific focus groups, which we'll learn about today, and Denise, or Dee is a clairvoyant and medium, as well as an ordained minister and Reiki master and teacher. Now Rich and Dee have an incredible story to share today about how they met and what has transpired in their lives over the past few years. So welcome Rich and welcome Dee. Thank you both for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having us. Hello
0: we'll start with you, Rich. Tell us about your experience at the Monroe Institute. What is it, and how did it help you?
1: Well, the Monroe Institute, it's in um, neighbor Virginia, and what they do there is they teach people how to expand their conscious mind to access other dimensions. And they do this by what they call a hemisync process. And hemisync is a process where you put on headphones and they'll put two different beats in your in each ear. One could be four hundred hertz and the other one could be four hundred and two hertz. and your mind interprets it as a third beat. and these are called binaural beats and they're they've been there for a long, long time and and I mean
2: to them, um, we don't know what it felt, you know to them. I mean, maybe it didn't feel like a long time to them, but a lot of times, uh, you know, these people, you know, are like from maybe like the, the 50s or something. They had passed away and been there for that long period of time, been stuck, you know, and and, and you're helping them to move to the center, um, which is, you know, like the like the main place. It's almost like a terminal of sorts, you know, where everyone goes. Um, and then that's where they depart to the next the next the journey.
1: the <laughs> <Yes. laughs> to, to move forward to their next. And they will meet family members oh, right, there. Right. Right. And uh, or if you have d- different religious beliefs, if you believe that Jesus Christ is going to come and and meet you there, he will be there. Right. You know, or if you feel like uh, Gabriel uh, is going to come horn. with his horn, you know that, that will, will be, be there. there you know, mm-hmm. and, and your family members
0: and loved ones. Mm-hmm. Some of the episodes in the book where there was that reunion with the family is incredible, so... And you get to see all that.
1: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You, you get to see it, and it's uh, a very moving, very moving experience. Yes, yeah, most
0: definitely. Wow. Oh. You mention in the book, Rich, that your physical body went through a change and you call it a vibrational change
1: well that went on for months and months because i started from ground zero uh i knew nothing about the astral and uh, i was curious about it but i had never been able to experience it and then when i start to astrally travel then somehow for some reason um helpers came to me and they started to change my vibrational level. And we were told that I had to get up to where Denise had been because she was much, much higher than I was, and I was starting from such a low place. I had to continually go through these changes, which were on a daily basis. And some of them were were painful during the time that it happened, but the residual effects were not, were not painful at all. And I was able to go to these higher planes and access the different levels. Not by choice, it's just it just happened to us. And that's why we started out um, going to Focus 27 and, and seeing people and going to the Akashic Records. But then the angels took us much, much further. It took us to the astral planes where the um, star beings were. And star beings are, are tremendous, tremendously uh, high level of energy and then to the light being and it was a step-by-step process that neither one of us asked for or anticipated it just happened as we progressed Mm -hmm. we both belong to the
2: same church and um, I you know I just knew him from the church and uh, I was doing my thing he was doing his thing and um, he he started to um, circulate some of his journeys to uh, some of us at the church, and I was enjoying reading his journeys, and um, I was, of course, doing my own thing, and then I all of a sudden um, started showing up in his journeys, and not on purpose. And um, and then all of a sudden, my guide uh, had told me that I needed to take him to a certain place, you know, in the astral realm, and um, things progressed from there, and um, and then I would ask, I had asked Rich if, you know, he re- remembered that particular journey, and um, he didn't at the time, and um, I I told him, you know, since he didn't remember, I was told by my guides that I wasn't supposed to tell him unless he remembered at that time. And then, um, to make the long story short, um, things started to happen to me in the physical um, when I was in the astral. I started feeling things physically. And um, I asked Rich if he was doing things. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> to me and uh, he, was, he didn't know what I was talking about you know uh-huh. and um, I asked my friend if things, could, things in the astral could affect you physically and she said yes and uh, it turned out that um, when Rich and I were in the healing temple in the astral um, that uh, we, when we were clicking out and not remembering things that uh, we were ending up having sexual things happening to us, and i didn 't realize that that could happen because it had never happened to me before mm. that's how that started, and um, we ended up having the most unconditional love experience that ever happened to either one of us and um, before this happened. Um, my angels had told me, um, about a year prior that I was going to meet, um, my, my perfect mate. And I had seen, um, these scenes, um, they had shown me scenes of us together. And, um, those scenes came true the first weekend Ruth and I were together.
0: That's great confirmation. Exactly. Now, you and Rich are twin flames. Tell us about the merging of your souls.
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when we first got together, um, Rich and I could not be apart from one another. Um, our our hearts, um, I mean, we just, we had to be together. I mean, We, our physical bodies, had to be near one another. It was like we could not be apart from each other. We, it was, it was like a physical craving. Um, it's so hard to explain. Um, you know, when he would go to work, um, and we would be separated from one another, um, it's like we could not wait to be with one another again. And, um, it was like a connection of our hearts and our souls and um it was like a physical aching when we were apart from one another and uh, we just had to be with one another
0: and love heals tell us about a physical ailment that you had and how you and rich together were able to heal that
2: well i still have the the rsds I still have that, um, but through you know, Rich and the angels and the archangels, um, they have helped to make it better. Um, I still have the disability, but they have helped to make it better.
0: Great. This condition.
1: Reflex sympathetic dystrophy syndrome
2: and um, it's, it's a
1: degenerative nerve disease.
2: Yeah, and it's it's
1: a very painful
2: disease, and I've I've had it for over 20 years. Um, I got it from a um, a work injury, uh, an injury. I got it at work, and then I had surgery where they cut through the nerve, so.
0: In your book, you describe that for years your feet were cold or numb and blue, and when Rich would do some work and the angels working with Rich, Rich was actually absorbing some of the pain from your legs.
2: Yes, yes, yes. He would do that through um, the help with the angels, and then the angels would help to take the pain you know, from, from Rich. Rich is truly the only one who knows the pain that I go through
1: you know, with this
0: disorder. Rich, for you to feel that pain in your body, were you ever fearful about what was going on? No.
1: No, because I knew it was being done through the angels. We knew they would never do anything to harm us.
0: When you guys hear angels, what is that like? How does it come across to you?
2: I've always talked to them um, through, it's through my mind, you know? It's Mm. it's my mind and my third eye. That's how I hear them. I've I've only heard um, auditory through my ear, um, Archangel Michael, (laughs) and it was loud, (laughs) because he can be that way sometimes.
0: (laughs) Do you want to share what he said?
2: (laughs) He told me to stop smoking.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's good if we we hear that loud and divine inspiration, just knowing ideas is a great way to start to recognize that this is coming from a higher source, that our ideas are actually inspired.
2: Oh, most definitely. That small little voice deep inside you, you know,
1: is is definitely your inner wisdom. It's something you have to pay attention to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very subtle most times, and you have to really be in, in quiet to, to hear it and to feel it it just it's it's just so amazing. Uh talking about Michael the Archangel, I mean we've seen him many times in oh, yeah. many different uh <laughs> in many different uh guises and uh he, he can be a character. But one time we did see him sitting on a couch smoking a cigarette, so I don't know about him telling Denise that she shouldn't smoke anymore. <laughs>
0: maybe that was a nice little thing that we can do what we want it's just our thoughts that we need to protect oh us. yes
2: yes it's definitely what you think that you can manifest it's all in what you think
1: you asked before about uh, our merging yes yeah. that is just an incredible thing we, we go extensively into it in the book uh, but we, we did have to edit some things out but it, it's just an incredible experience for two people they become one Your souls become one, and you you literally feel your hands entering the other person's body, and it is such a it it, is such a loving experience. It's a spiritual experience. so spiritual, it's it's incredible, and we we didn't ask for it. Again, it was just one of the things that progressed and just happened to us. And we were so very thankful for it, uh, but again, if, in in the book, as the book says we we were very disappointed when we rose above that level of experiencing that.
2: Uh, well, Mediton told us that we could not do it anymore, and uh, I didn't understand we didn't understand at the time why we could not do it anymore. And it was of course because of the fact that we had become one in body mind and soul already
0: do you feel that you've merged completely
2: we are one we are one
0: as is we are one on this planet so it takes you two to come and realize that and spread it out to the rest of the world
2: right exactly exactly
0: i want to be clear here because this was a question that i had merging i would just tend to assume That's through love making but is it merging with and without love making oh
2: no no no
0: just a merging of souls
2: yes 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 Yes. Yes. people are assuming it has to do with love making and it it doesn't have anything to do with love making
0: no it almost makes you think that we should be doing this with humanity for example in our day to day life there's things that come up that could rile us up and I suppose if we just stop and choose the now we are here in the now and just choose the love even though there's something that's not comfortable with us how would you say we respond to that
1: love is the answer Yeah. it's it's all about love no matter what situation you get into, if you just approach it from the feeling of love, it will change your whole perspective on what's happening, and it'll let, make you cope with it so much better.
2: Yeah, it's all in perception, you know, and in perceiving, and if you look at it from the point of love, it's going to change. I know it's hard, it's a very hard thing to do, but that's how we have to do things.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the future. We see a new movie out called 2012. We all tend to agree that perhaps 2012, there's not a specific date, but it's a change in humanity. When you are working in the ethers, do you get any messages of what we need to do?
2: The only thing that we've been getting is that we need to spread this oneness, this, the oneness out to the people. And, um, of course, you know, the, the, the thing, is, the other thing is, um, to be positive and, and, and not to, um, to keep people from the fear, you know. I know that the 2012 is making people think, but it's also another,
1: I know it's in a new th- beginning, I, I, yeah. it was, it was, it's the end of a cycle, it's a 25,000 year cycle that the Mayans had and it just happens to end in 2012 and the new cycle will begin. Right, so it's a good thing and not a bad thing
2: and I know that maybe this movie is making people think but it's, but it's also maybe making people fearful as well and maybe making more people fearful than uh, thinking, you know what I mean, because there's a lot of people out there who do not understand. And, and so maybe it's making more people fearful than thinking. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, your girlfriends are mainstreamers, so they're thinking about it.
0: You're right, Rich. It's the end of a cycle. It's a new beginning. It's actually our chance to be able to really recognize that we co-create with the universe. Right. And for so long, we've been held back and repressed and dumbed down. By the dark side, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. And now as Earth moves into a new place in the universe, there's new energies there and a new consciousness. Rich, you've sold me on the Monroe Institute. I better go sign up for my gateway voyage.
2: My brother is going in April. He's taking my sister-in-law for her birthday. So they're going now. And we had some friends. Uh, from, from, England. from England. They England, just went. They just went. They had a wonderful time it changed their lives.
0: One of the things in your book, you were talking about transmuting thoughts to God. Speak about how you use that in your life to help you get through some challenges.
1: It, it took me about three months of working on it until it finally registered in my psyche of how to do it. Um, I'm not saying it will take anyone that long. Maybe some people can do it in a day or in a week, but uh, it's just a process of where, when you have a problem, whatever the problem may be, you just literally just give it up to God, give it up to the universe. And by doing so, you'll feel a a tremendous calmness just flow through your entire body. And it, it makes, again, it's your perception of the problem, but it will change your perception and by changing your perception you will be able to deal with it differently and you'd be surprised at what results you can get by doing that.
0: For example, say someone has a $10,000 debt, Yes. what would you recommend for that person when this bill is due, let's say at the end of the month?
1: What you have to do is you have to get yourself in a calm frame of mind and then you concentrate on what the problem is, and you think about God, and you say, God, I'm giving this problem up to you to solve this for me. And by doing that, when you, you actually release it from yourself, and you put it out into the ether, and you would be surprised at what type of answers you can get by doing that. For $10,000 debt, you may you may find you, if you're a writer, you may uh, get something that's uh, published, you know, quickly. If you're a contractor, maybe you'll get a, a house to build, you know, any any number of things may come up that you never had thought of before you had done this. But once you do it and you release it to the universe,
0: the universe will respond. And have faith and stay calm.
1: Absolutely. But just your perception will totally change once you understand that you've given the problem to the universe, you've given it to God, and you will get an answer. It may not be the answer you were looking for, because many times it's not.
0: Mm-hmm. you
1: will get an answer. Okay. And I've done it, and I, I still do it. I do it all the time and it just has become part of my consciousness now and I automatically do it and my whole life in the last five years has been so changed by doing this. I think I put in the book uh, early on that uh, I many times people say that God is my co-pilot and I put in there, I said, God, you're driving the car, you just take me where you want me to go and I've gone to such places I never would have dreamed of of doing or being and where we are today Mm -hmm. it's just a tremendous tremendous thing that has happened to d
0: and i it sounds very simple and thank you both for sharing this word because it's again let go and let god
2: yes Yes. absolutely absolutely
0: and with love all of the positive emotions stem from love joy happiness compassion empathy forgiveness and with the fear are all those other emotions so if anger hatred jealousy competitiveness when we look at the problems in our life that may come up you're saying to get calm get quiet maybe that means meditation and let that go give it to god and just keep your eyes and ears and sensories open because then the next thing you might hear is a song on the radio that gives you an answer.
2: Absolutely. Okay. song on the radio, um, the trees whispering to you, if you're out in nature, um, or like the, something will come on the TV, or even if you're walking in a store, you might hear a song come on, you know, over the loud, you know. Uh, speakers on the, in the store or something, anything. Or you Any can pick to... up a newspaper yes. or a magazine. Or a book and... will fall out, uh, yes. you know, into your hands, anything. you saying all these things have happened to
1: us yes. by doing this.
0: It's a great lesson, and it's such an easy lesson, and it's really what Jesus was here to say as well. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Now, tell us about your meeting Jesus in the ethers, Yeshua.
1: decided to go and meet him. Uh, I ended up, uh, when he was here on Earth, he was giving a a talk to a bunch of people, and I was off to the side, and the first time I was there, I said he took his his finger to me and said, basically, no, not now.
0: (laughs) Right, waved his finger at you.
1: He, he, He was busy doing something else, so it wasn't time for me to meet him at that time, so I understood that, and I, I uh, respected that and I, I went on to do something else at that particular time. But then uh another time I believe uh I was in our church and uh I was meditating and then uh he showed up on on the shore and it was or it was a lake a quiet lake and he showed up there and he said now, now is the time for me to ask him questions and we had a very lovely conversation during that time and uh, I'll, I'll never forget that It was a tremendous experience
0: you guys have learned to drop your fears and worries
1: absolutely we have no, no fear, no worries mm-hmm. it, again, it all goes back to love that's the message you can either choose fear or you can choose love and I choose love you know everything can be solved with love it's just an amazing amazing way to live if you just live your life that way you'll see change is galore okay So peaceful and calm and you can handle anything any type of problem that comes up it's not a problem it's just It just works itself out. It always does. It's tremendous. So I encourage everyone to approach life from that aspect.
0: I want to jump to a part in your book where you were talking about manifestation and creation. And you mentioned that you were able to light fluorescent light bulbs with your hands and bend spoons.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. He brought home a whole bag of <laughs> stones and forks. <laughs> yes, that was a that's a class that they have at the Monroe Institute. Uh, it it encourages you to learn how to manifest what you want in this lifetime. Again, if you want ten thousand dollars, it it helps you to devise ways of getting that ten thousand dollars. If you need if you like, again, if you're a contractor and you need some work, you will draw the work to yourself. Or if you're a writer, you will get the, the, you will write things that people will want to publish, you know. And um, that's, that's what this class was all about. And it was about, also about healing. Um, we did some, some tremendous healing during that time also and combined healing with, with many people together tremendously helps and it could be long distance healing also you don't have to be there and i know that sounds very very strange to many people but it, it does work
0: through just the intention yes yes it's like cloud busting you know the new movie men who stare at goats and i haven't seen it but i i like it because it does talk about cloud busting and if you focus on a cloud long enough, you can get that cloud to disappear. Is that what this is?
1: It's really more about energy.
0: So it's channeling energy.
1: Yes. We also did, um, we played with dice and we would focus on the dice and pick a particular number and encourage that to come up and that that also works. (laughs) (laughs) It's just focusing energy. When you get enough of people together and they focus on the same thing, it's amazing what you can accomplish. That, that's what that, this particular class was all about. That other movie you were talking about, staring at Goats, that kinda goes into remote viewing a bit. And uh I, I haven't seen the movie but I've heard good and bad things about it, about remote viewing. But uh I've also taken the remote viewing class at uh the Monroe Institute and that's a tremendous class. Uh and they Used it in the in the military, and from what I understand, they still are using it in the military, although they deny it. It's just a secret program that they they've continued, and they have people at the Monroe Institute who were involved in the military program over the years, and uh, they they're the people that teach the course. There's one person there, Joe McMonigle. He was uh, remote viewer zero zero one, for the uh, military, and he actually lives at the Monroe Institute. He's married to uh, one of Bob Monroe's uh, daughters. And uh, he he comes to the class and he talks about some of the things that he did, and it's tremendous. Tremendous what you can do with your mind when you uh, focus it in a proper way.
0: Now, remote viewing. In your book, you mentioned a time where you were with your daughter, and you went to the backside of the moon, but you clicked out. Have you ever been or seen since that?
1: I've never gone back there no But it was something my daughter wanted to do and uh, we had done it and I, again like you say I, I clicked out that does happen sometimes uh, when you do these things and I, I just I would write that in the book when that happened you know what things I, I didn't remember
0: you were meant not to, to see it there's another instance where you went is it the Galactic Federation that you met with
1: yes, mm-hmm. yes. now that's
0: fascinating
1: oh that's it's more than fascinating, believe me. So
0: this is a reality. Star Trek is real.
1: Yes. Yes, it's real. It's a, it's a United Nations that works, mm-hmm. is what it is.
0: And there was a suitcase of for energy, and did you ever find out what that was? Are we to be assured that there is a time where we will have our needs provided for and it will be given to us when we're ready for it? Yes, the problem is that we're not ready for
1: it at this time, and so they're, they're not making it available to us.
0: This shift in consciousness, I'd like to quote a line from your book right now. Humanity today is on the brink of a quantum leap in the advancement of consciousness. There are more enlightened people than ever before, realizing that now is the time to reawaken ourselves to our origins and the responsibilities that we have towards ourselves and the earth.
1: If you look around, I mean the people that we meet on a daily basis, you see how how their consciousness has, has risen since the, I would say from the early 90s. Things. If you just look at the books that have come out, the movies that have come out, the shows, the people that are talking about this, it, it is gaining momentum and this is going to change the, the way the whole world is once it gets to that um, mass enough of mass to mm-hmm. encourage it yeah. to, to go to everyone. Most, most definitely. And we we are D and I are are doing that on a, on a regular basis now. We are sharing what we call the one with uh, as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that we do share it with do get it. It's a feeling you, you get in your heart and your mind, and it does change your perception of things. And we love to do it and encourage everyone else to do it too.
0: Is there a message that you have that you want to speak to?
1: Basically,
2: Rick touched on it and you touched on it. Um, the major thing is that the angels want us to share the one with as many people as we possibly can in order to start um, what they call the oneness of humanity, that the earth used to be, as they say, um, everyone used to be one, it used to be like, I guess, like Eden, you know, where everyone was one, and they say it will be again someday. and. They want us to spread the one to as many people as we possibly can, which we have started doing, and um, that's what I'd like to put out there.
0: Beautifully said.
1: Lauren, I would just like to thank you for uh, the opportunity to, to get this message out to as many people as possible. We really appreciate that.
0: Again, I want to remind the listeners, it's Talking with Angels by Richard and Denise Tuminello.
2: Yes, it's on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble.
0: Um, You know, this might be from left field. Are you familiar with Lemuria?
2: Oh, Oh, yes. We were there. We were part of Lemuria.
0: Uh, It's just wonderful. We are all coming together and reconnecting. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, we are. For sure. And And it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. We just love doing what we're doing, and we want to get... uh, as many people as possible to understand that the world is not ending in 2012. It's mm-hmm. just a new beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And a whole new humanity. Yeah. Rich and Dee, thank you so much.
1: So thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate you taking your time and giving us the opportunity to talk about our book. Yeah, thank you.
2: Thanks very much.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. Now I'd like to leave you with music from the universe. This music is actually created by the universe. Computer musician and composer Phil Windsor assigned musical notes to mathematical equations and this is the result. It's truly music from the universe. Available at AcousticHealth.com Listen enjoy love and be thank you